now I see beauty also in that. And so I think wherever you are in the world, there's something beautiful wherever you are. You just have to see it. Hello again, friends. Thank you so much for joining me here. It is Greg with the Wisdom of the Wilderness podcast. Thank you for being here and spending a little bit of your day learning something new. We are here to share wisdom gained from time spent in nature with a dose of inspirational and empowering stories of everyday people that move through uncharted territory, both literal and figurative. I hope you are as excited as I am to get to this week's episode. Here we go. Hey friends, Greg here, Wisdom of the Wilderness, and do we have some wisdom from a wilderness that I'm going to share in over a couple of episodes starting today. It is a lovely day here on the wet coast. It was beautiful and clear for my run this morning, and it is now the skies have opened and uh, we're getting some rain, which is good. All little plants out here that are green, all the flowers and petunias and pink flowers, white flowers, yellow flowers, uh, bees are buzzing around. It's been great and we could really use some water. So kind of excited that it's rainy, hiding uh, out of the rain, outdoors, bare feet on the concrete at the moment. Um, the grass is actually becoming quite saturated. But anyways, we're outside getting sunlight, getting vitamin D and uh, listening to the sound of the rain, making a little lullaby. And the wilderness I have to walk through with you today is a car failure. It's great. There's actually going to be a couple episodes uh, related to this because holy freaking hallelujah, friends, have I learned a whole bunch of stuff over the past couple weeks. And uh, <laughs> I'm actually going to record these. Uh, well, I'll leave that as a surprise for the next one. But anyway. The Wilderness of a Car Failure. What on earth happened? Well, you may have uh, found out a couple episodes ago that I had a car and it died in the middle of an intersection. And long story short, that car is gone. Uh, so I was looking around. I was actually looking for something else. But what I thought was a great deal popped on. And uh, it was another Subaru. I used to have an Outback and this was a Forester. And uh, yeah, great deal. Looks good. Thought, heck, why don't I go and buy it? And uh, I should add the caveat to this. Uh, I am sharing this story for the benefit of all others to be open and transparent about what has happened to me and from all the things that I have learned, some of which I didn't know before, that could help you out uh, if this ever happens to you. Okay. So, car, buying a car, right? See this thing on Craigslist, send a message, get a response back, call the person. Uh, it actually happened to be my day off. It was a Monday and uh, end up driving out to see this vehicle. Long story short, crazy interesting coincidence turns out to be a relation of a friend of mine. No way. So things are looking good. I'm feeling good about this. Go and check out the car. There's a couple things that I, I noticed, but I'm like, well, it's a good price. I'm sure it'll be fine. All good. Uh, pay for it, shake hands, and then uh, go to get you know insurance and plates and all that stuff. And lo and behold, I luck into a 666 license plate. Right? How freaking strange is that? How coveted are those license plates? You know, around these parts, when you go get uh, your insurance and registration, 
uh, it all happens together. So you, um, you have a little bit of degree of picking what license plate you have. And I happened to walk into the shop that was right across the street from the parking lot I bought this in and ended up with plates that have three of the same number on them, which like people literally pay money to go and get these things. And I just walked into this random shop where I bought the car and got really cool numbers on my license plate. So, whoo, hooray. And then I drive it home. And I'm driving on the freeway. And I'm like, huh, that's weird. The wheel's kind of jiggly, but never driven a car quite like this before. So, all right, we'll uh, we'll just figure it out. It'll be fine. Uh, get home. I vacuum the car. I wash the car. I clean out the car. I put essential oils in the car. It smells great. It looks great. looks almost brand new. And uh, put my stuff in it and get ready to go. Next day, get up, drive over to work. And uh, the time I get to work, there is smoke coming from under the hood. Smoke, my friends. Smoke coming from under the hood. That ain't so great. So uh, I have some extra time. I open up the hood and I can see that there is coolant everywhere. Yay! Uh, it looks like the lid of the coolant is is off. So I'm like, okay, cool. Well, noted. I took a couple of pictures and then I had to you know, do my thing for a few hours. A number of hours, actually. A lot of number of hours. Huh. So do that. Come back. Open up the hood again and uh, look under. Nothing has leaked from under the car. So I'm like, hey, cool. I do not recall exactly if when I was looking at stuff, did I press the cap all the way on or not? Maybe it was just that, you know, could be something small. Drive the car home. I'm like, all right, that's no worries. Let's uh, see what happens. And I'm looking around and I'm texting a couple friends and I'm looking on the internet to see what I can figure out about what might have happened here. And it uh, comes down to, you know, uh, it could be a major engine issue or it could be a radiator issue or it could be somebody forgot to put the cap on tight enough. So I'm like, well, I know a bit. I am learning a lot about cars. Uh, so, you know, there's some stuff I do on my own, some stuff I don't. Um, thought, well, why don't I just see? What's the easiest thing I can do is I can put it in neutral. Oh, it's a, it's a uh, manual transmission car too, a five-speed. So I uh, put it in neutral, put the e-brake on, and I just let the car run and see what happens. And after about five minutes, there is a giant puddle of coolant that has now leaked itself out from the radiator. So guess what? It's time for a new radiator. So, yep. All right. Call around the local parts store. They have a radiator. It'll be there in the morning. I'm like, great. I'll go pick it up tomorrow after I'm done my job. And I go pick it up, come back home. I teach myself how to empty the radiator, flush the radiator fluid, uh, where all the nuts and bolts go and where all the hoses clamp and where all the fans connect into. So I undo everything once all the fluid's out. I pull the radiator off, I give it a good clean, and I decide, you know what, that's good enough for tonight. I'm not going to try and get into working in the dark now, doing things. Tomorrow afternoon, I will put the new one in. So, put all the stuff away, go to bed, get up, watch the video a couple times. All right, know what I'm doing. Pretty confident with this. And uh, go to put the new one in. And I am just about to put it in when I notice, hey, there are these two weird little nipply things, and they don't connect to anything, and they're open. Yeah, that's weird. So, I call the parts store, and turns out they gave me the wrong part. 
which is good that I caught it before I put it in the car and more coolant went everywhere and I couldn't return it. Um, so I take everything back off the radiator, put it back in a nice pile, organized so uh, I know where all the stuff is going to go, kind of wipe off the radiator that I have, put it back in the box and drive back to the auto parts store, uh, get talking to the guy. And uh, lo and behold, no, turns out that the radiator actually is for a manual or an automatic. There's just two extra little hoses to clamp on if you have an automatic. And if not, you can just buy this nice little bypass thing, basically a cap with a metal uh, lock that goes on it, and then it doesn't leak. So luckily, we're saved. And I drive back home, and I do everything I've already done twice now, again, and I put the radiator in the car. Everything is tight. Everything looks good. Fill it up with fluid. Let it run for a while, and we've got a new radiator, and we are back on the road. Hooray! As I park the car, I uh, take a look. I'm like, huh, that lug nut just kind of looks kind of weird on the wheel. wonder what's happening there. So I go, and uh, lo and behold, it's a lock nut, and uh, it falls off. So I've now got a rear wheel missing a lug nut, which... It's not ideal. Uh, you know, you can make it work for a little bit, but definitely not ideal to be missing something that's literally holding the wheel to your car. So great. So I go online and I this thing falls off and I look and I can see that the wheel's stud. So if you know what a lug nut is, the thing that you screw in that holds your wheel to the axle, uh, it's actually got a, a bolt behind it. So that uh, stud bolt is stripped. So I need to replace the whole thing. I'm like, well, that's not that bad. And I go back online and I watch some videos and read some forums. I'm like, oh, hey, that's okay. It's a repairer, but it's pretty straightforward mechanical. So I can figure this out. Go back to the parts store and I get a wheel stud, luckily before they close. And I get a couple of little bolts just in case. And I come back home. I'm like, well, that's it for today. Uh, it's dark again. Uh, I will work on this on the weekend. So Saturday morning, go for a run, get ready to go. Watching this video, it's going to take me half an hour to do this. Great. So I get the car jacked, you know, get the lug nuts off, get the car jacked up, pull the wheel off, and I go to pull the brake off. And hey, guess what? It gets better. The, uh, <laughs> the one uh, little bolt that holds a brake caliper on is rusted solid. That's great. And it's also got a stripped head. So uh, it ain't going anywhere. And uh, I don't have a kit to remove uh, a bolt with a stripped head, nor does anywhere in this part where I am have one available right now. You can't rent because the plague, and uh, you don't have any buy because also the plague. So um, yeah, that's uh, not so great. Can't rent it, can't buy it. Um, okay, and I don't really want to go figure out where to get a blowtorch and then heat it up and pull it off. So I'm like, well, maybe I can work around this. So I'm able to get the other bolt off, pull the brake, pull the brake pads off, and I take a look. And I'm like, well, huh, that's weird. Maybe that's what that little sound was, is uh, one brake pad is absolutely nowhere, and the other brake pad is worn completely off. So I literally had no rear brakes when I bought this car. <laughs> Hooray. So... You can imagine I'm thrilled at this point. All I wanted to do was change the wheel stud, and now we've discovered that the brake caliper is rusted in place, 
with a bolt that won't come off any easy way. And the brakes were shot. Anyways, I've got the new brakes. I'm like, well, all I got to do is get this wheel bolt off and put the new brakes on. So start to go and uh, press out the brake rotor so that I can access the wheel studs, get the brake rotor off, and then discover, oh, hey, this is great. This is the rear wheel with the drum brake, with the emergency brake. So my choices to now access this wheel stud are to pull apart the entire emergency brake, which is not on the video that I watched because they just hit the front wheel stud, not the rear one with all the extra stuff, or I can pull off basically the entire axle assembly to assess the, access this stud. And I'm like, hey, great. Neither one of these things have I done before, but I can teach myself. So looked at everything, watched it, figured out that uh, I can make do with the imperial sizes instead of the metric sizes that this little Subaru uses. Uh, get the axle nut off, but uh, yeah, turns out you need some special tools to pull the whole hub assembly off. But luckily, there is a contact I have who lives about an hour away that may have such tool. So I borrow a vehicle and go out there to talk to him, pick up, turns out he doesn't have the exact tool, but thinks we have a workaround, so get all that stuff, drive an hour back home, and uh, discover it does not fit on the vehicle I have, which leaves me the option of pulling apart the entire emergency brake, which I didn't want to do, but now I'm annoyed, but also determined. So on to that I go. And by this point, it is now Sunday morning. It is now pouring rain. So I'm working on this car in the street in the pouring rain. I just wanted to change the lug nut bolt, the wheel stud. Pull the e-brake apart, get the bolt off. The bolt gets stuck. I spend an hour getting stuff rearranged to get the bolt unstuck, but finally it's off. I get the new bolt on. I get the rotor back on. I go to put the brakes, new brake pads on, because remember the old brake pads were stripped off. Go to put the new brake pads on and discover that the shop has once again messed up turns out that the front and rear brake pads are different on my car and they just presumed that I needed the front ones. Also in hindsight, I didn't specifically mention it was on the rear wheel. So yep, 50-50 on that one. Point being, I'm now back at the parts store again to the point I'm on a first name basis with the cashier because I've been there, been back, been there, been back, returned, not returned, done that. Yeah, it's great. Just how I love spending weekends. But I am learning things. So get the rotor on, get the disc brake on, put the pads on, discover that because of the way that the uh, caliper has been assembled, I can't easily compress it. So I spend another hour trying to figure out how to compress it so I can get the pad on, so I can put it back on and be the brakes and do all that. You don't care. Anyways, point being, it was a pain. So all this new stuff is on. I decided to put a new rotor on because why the hell not? I'm back there anyways. Put everything back on, tighten it back up, and kapow, we are good to go. I can go drive this vehicle to what I do for money, and that's what I needed because my old vehicle passed away. So I get up the next morning, and I go to drive. And there's a crazy screeching and squeaking coming from the front driver wheel, which gets worse at some points and gets better at some points to the point that 
I am able to diagnose just from the crazy stuff that's happened to me over the past few days that uh, it's something mangled in the wheel bearing, which is not really what I want to mess with because, well, I haven't done it before. I don't have the tools. I don't really have space. And uh, yeah, I would love to watch someone so that I know how to do it and get the tools, but it this it just wasn't an option. So uh, okay, drive it to work, drive it back home. It's getting worse. Get home. I'm like, well, all right. Called an alignment shop. They can do an alignment for me. They can take a look at it. They can do that on Wednesday. It's now Monday. I'm like, all right, cool, good enough. Why don't I just pull that wheel off and take a look at it? Because I've literally pulled all three other wheels off by this point. And uh, yeah, so I get on my pull, jack up the car, get the jack out, block everything. I pull off the tire and lo and behold, the brake rotor is loose on the front brakes. So uh, I can like press it and it moves an inch back and forth which is really, really, really not good. They're supposed to be solid. So like an inch of play is really, really, really not good. Uh, huh, yeah. So uh, it turns out that uh, something had happened when I was driving the car back from when I bought it. And uh, the wheel bearing steering, wheel bearing seal broke, which is kind of what holds your entire front hub together and also what really keeps your wheel in place on the one side. So... Remember how I mentioned the back wheel could have, you know, had no brakes? Well, it turns out the front wheel wasn't even really attached at this point. So I literally bought a death trap. But it's okay. I realized that I can kind of make it do enough to get it to, uh, brakes are working. I can get the wheel working enough to get it to the shop because it's the closest one. Because that's how I picked it was you are literally the closest place to where I am. So yours, you're where my car is going, regardless of whether you're cheap or not or good. It's going here. Turns out they were both very realis reasonably priced and fantastic and very transparent. So kudos to them. Uh, anyway, take it to the shop. And <laughs> guess what? More time and more money goes in to making it drivable to the point that this vehicle is now going to be listed for sale tomorrow because, um, yeah, it's been fun. But I have also learned a lot. Uh, I have some nice new scars on my knuckles and on my hand. Uh, I think that it'll probably work right pretty soon. I'll do a session for myself. It'll be fine. Tap that out. Uh, learned a lot by doing it under pressure and by being super duper frustrated, um, with a lot of things. Uh, and yeah, um, more time and, and money went into all of that than what I expected. I also just realized I totally forgot that the car got a new windshield one day, uh, and also had a whole bunch of bearings and other things checked because, uh, yeah, those may have gone, but uh, this is the part that I dealt with. So for literally the past 10 days, I bought this car and I've driven it, well, once where I knew it wouldn't kill me. The other times, um, just uh, presuming that I, I would be fine. Um, so I've learned a lot. And uh, that is going to actually be the topic of another episode is some of these uh, things you can look for if you are buying a new vehicle. But what I wanted to go into with the rest of this episode was some of the learnings from what I had experienced just with all the stuff that came up and that uh, the stubborn aspect of me decided was going to do myself because 
yeah, a lot of things I'm pretty over right now. I think the whole world is pretty over a lot of things right now. So what exactly did I learn from this experience? Alrighty then, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you very much for joining me, friends. I appreciate you spending part of your day with me. I hope you get a chance to go outside and breathe in some fresh air, or that you've already been outside and perhaps you're even listening to this at the end of an incredible adventure. If you get a chance, it would be wonderful if you could leave a review at the podcast hosting platform that you found this on, whether that's Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, a whole bunch of other things. Drop a review. That is fantastic. It helps spread the word, share the benefits of nature, and share some of these inspiring and empowering stories of what we can all do when we put our minds toward it. Spring is in the process of springing. Here where I am, I hope that things are starting to look oh, look brighter, smell sweeter, uh, get warmer wherever you are, and we will catch you next week for another episode.